0: listeners out there. To celebrate us making it past the one year mark, we are raising money by selling our limited edition bars, rhymes and live t-shirts that are being sold only for eight weeks. All profits will be sent to Frontline who enable social workers each year to support children that are affected by the challenges that their parents experience. For example, domestic violence, substance abuse and mental ill health. Go cop your t-shirt and help make a difference. Links to our Shopify store will be in our podcast description, be it in Spotify, Apple, or whatever your usual podcast provider may be. One. Just listen. My life. What's up? What's up? It's your boy A.T. and your boy A.E. coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life, where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes, so we can shed light on our lives. Just listen. Feel the beat drop.
1: You ready? Ready when you are,
0: Prince. Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes, and Life. Alan, how you feeling today, my brother? Feeling good. This track this week, your pick, Nas, and the song is called Nas is Like. What is it with you? This recent couple of weeks, we're just pulling out absolute bangers. Like your last pick was Mob Deep. And now you pull this track, which is just man, unbelievable. Reasons, rationales,
2: whys. <laughs> to be fair, I think Mob Deep might be the reason because after listening to them so much, I was just like I was just in that kind of vibe that I was, you know, they're from Queensbridge, Nas is from Queensbridge. I was just in the mood for that that East Coast style, the the New York state of mind, if you will. And yeah, this has just always been One of my favorite Nas tracks. And it's classic, classic DJ Premier beat. It's got that bouncy feel that a lot of his production has. Absolutely love it. And of course, just full of bars. So what more could you want?
0: Massive thanks to you for picking this track. I've actually, again, this is an iconic track. This is a track, like you say, you heard the first five seconds, you start bouncing, you start going, ooh, you know, you you get this energy and it's an incredible track. But I learned a lot. And I, I again, I've got a, just gained a certain bigger appreciation than the already eccentric appreciation I had for this track as is. So like, thank you for picking this track because I feel like I learned a bit about it. And it's made me love this track in a way that I didn't like couldn't think I could love it anymore. But I do love it even more now, if that made sense. So I can't wait to kick in. Who's up first? You're up. Freedom or jail, clips inserted, a baby being born, same time a man is murdered, the beginning and end. As far as rap go, it's only natural I explain, my plateau and also what defines my name. It's not, it's not,
1: it's not. Freedom or jail, clips inserted, a baby's being born, same time a man is murdered, the beginning and end. As far as rap go, is only natural I explain, my plateau and also what defines my name. Let me snap there.
0: Bro, what an incredible set of lines. It's juxtaposition against juxtaposition against juxtaposition freedom or jail polar opposites the clips inserted the beginning of the ending of someone's life a baby being born the beginning of someone's life it's just like one thing against another thing against another thing in the space of two lines it's just unbelievable and it finishes off a man being murdered the beginning and end so another another one just just bang 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 after it's one after the other one after the other one after the other and what finds it makes me think that it's so incredible and what makes these lines so clever for me is the fact that Nars juxtaposes his supposed plateau against his own name so the polar opposite to his plateau his failures his flaws is Nars himself that he is his own answers to his own ascension so you've got freedom or jail a baby being born, a man being murdered, the beginning and end. And then he goes, it's only natural I explain my plateau, me, me maybe plateauing off, but what's the opposite to me plateauing off and going up to the stars is, is actually the definition of my own name. That is just so clever. I think it's incredible.
2: Yeah, 100% agree. I, I've highlighted just those first two lines because straight off the bat, you can see Straight away, why Nas is always included in those kind of greatest of all time conversations, those legendary conversations. He's such a good writer. And like you just mentioned, all of the dualities there is freedom or it's jail, the beginning, the end, the birth, the death. And it just straight away gets you thinking. Like immediately you're like, wow, this is real talent. I followed on from that after my plateau and what defines my name. First, it was nasty, but times have changed. Ask me now, I'm the artist, but hardcore, my signs for pain.
1: First, it was nasty, but times have changed. Ask me now, I'm the artist, but hardcore, my signs for pain. And I love that because it's, it's a clever
2: little reference to Prince, who, who famously changed his name to The Artist. And he had this symbol that represented love. It was just kind of, uh, it was like a, combination of the two gender symbols and and he had his guitar made in that shape as well but then Nas flips this and says you know times have changed which could be another reference to a prince song sign of the times and then he says i'm the artist but hardcore my signs for pain so it's like he's the prince of hip-hop but instead of love his symbol is pain and it's just it's such good writing it's just so clever like just for a reference and just thrown in at the beginning of the song. He's just hitting you with all these bars. Love it, man. Unbelievable. Who's next? You're up. Saw so my close friends shot
0: Flatline Am I sane. That depends. Carry MAC-10s to practice my aim. On rooftops, tape CD covers to trees. Line the barrel up. With your weak pictures, then squeeze.
1: So my close shot, flat line, Mate, this like,
0: set of lines is just crazy. Like these are just bars, and I held S for oh, I think about twenty-five seconds straight. That's how that's how much I love these bars. So I think the first line alluded to the fact that his best friend Willie Ill Will Graham was killed, most likely due to some form of gang violence. Like, I don't know why he got killed, but he he got killed, right? So with the words, that depends. He's questioning on the fact that whether he's sane or not, Yeah, he's questioning his own sanity, having seen his best friend get killed like that. But I actually think there's so much more to that. Just like you said, he's such a great writer. Using the words that depends, I think there's just so much more to it. I think it serves as a double meaning for defending yourself, attacking others in the name of defending yourself, or attacking others in the name of revenge. So it's it's almost like that depends. I carry a Mac ten to practice my aim, but am I sane? Well, I'm sane because I've got a gun that's protecting my sanity. I feel protected because I've got a gun. Or I have a gun because if any one of my peoples are in troubles, I know I can protect them because I'm, I'm, you know, more worried about losing my loved ones than I even am about losing myself. And then you got the final one of, well, because I've got my Mac 10, I know I can provide vengeance on the guys that killed my best friend. So it's just, it does this, the economy words here are so crazy because in one line for me, he's described a whole negative feedback cycle associated with gun violence in the hood. And the psychological trauma associated with it all in one line. That's one line, Alan. That's what that one line says. That's to me unbelievable. And then the second set of lines is so sick too because it's the description of putting all these artist album covers on a nearby tree and then like climbing up to the top of your roof and then practice shooting them with with your gun. So physically and metaphorically, he's assassinating people out here. Like, come on, man. This shit is fucking unbelievable bro and i'm telling you now when i listen to this tune this is how I, I listen to it just as a banger yo this is sick and you you rhyme along the lyrics you never really take and absorb what this guy is saying and it's just unbelievable man mind blowing
2: yeah it's a great bar i almost highlight that on myself because it paints such a great picture because like you said he's. He's, he's throwing shots, like, in, in a bunch of different ways. It's just so clever.
0: You're up again. To the big dogs living large, taking it light, pushing big toys, getting nice, enjoying your life. It's what you make it, suicide, few try to take it, belt tied around their neck in jail cells naked. Heaven and hell, rap legend presence is felt.
1: To the big dogs living laws, taking it light. big toys, getting nice your life is what you make it. Suicide, few try to take it,
0: I think it pays to not be a hater or the jealous type, Alan. And I actually find that it works in two ways. When you pay genuine compliments to people about things that they might have or things that they might have achieved. It almost disarms those people that put themselves on a pedestal. So, like for the things that they have or the things that they own, and makes it easier to decipher genuine people too. So th- there's people in this world that, that for whatever reason, they, they want to accumulate some material wealth and they want things and they get a Ferrari. And then you know the moment he got a f- this geezer got a Ferrari, he's telling you a hundred times, oh, "I got a Ferrari though, and I got a Ferrari though." And... and most people will either be jealous or they might be indifferent, or they might be complimentary, but at the same time, behind the back, they'll say, oh, he's got a Ferrari, but he thinks he's all this and that, or whatever. And I find that if you're just genuinely complimentary to certain people, the guy who thinks he's got a Ferrari, and you say, oh, that's unbelievable, really, congratulations, it looks such a nice car, and you start giving genuine compliments, it does one of two things. It disarms that individual Or makes them go, Or why are you not like acting jealous of me? Because that's what I want you to do. I want you to feel immaterially, I want you to feel jealous of my materialism. And I've spent all this money and spent all this energy, hard work trying to achieve this thing. And it's not had the effect I want on you because I want you to hate on me. And and because you're not being jealous, it don't work. The flip side is, is if you are genuinely giving those compliments and this individual that has this Ferrari, I'm just using Ferrari as an example here, but if it goes, oh, hang on a minute, this person's not acting jealous in a way, he's being really complimentary to my things. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna include him, I'm gonna be really nice to this dude. So it works both ways, like it works to not be a jealous individual. But trust me, especially in work environments, all I see is jealousy, all I see is you know, pandering and you know keeping up with the Joneses and all that stuff. And people people like that, the best thing to do is just be really complimentary, like be genuinely complimentary. And you can figure
2: people out very quickly. One of the things I often hear people say is like, you shouldn't talk bad about people to other people, even if they might agree with you, it reflects poorly on you. It's kind of that similar thing. It just doesn't do you any any good to be like that.
0: And then I just forgot that the second set of lines or that line belt tied around their neck in jail cells naked just... I think you know what I'm getting at with this. I know exactly that, where it, you're it, going You exactly this. where it, goes. it just reminds me, it takes me back to The Wire and Dee's murder, dressed as a suicide. And you know a track is fire when it can be alluded to The Wire. Like, anything that relates us to The Wire, <laughs> it just becomes a fire track immediately, bro. And I'm so glad you got it straight away, man. Buzz. Rest in peace, Dee. <laughs> you're up again. Nas is like, life or death, I'm a rebel, my poetry's deep, I never fail. Nas is like, Half man, half amazing, no doubt.
1: <laughs>
0: Alan, this is one of the reasons why I'm really grateful for you picking this track. I'm I'm sure you might have known this. I never knew this, but I think this elevates the track and the artist even further, in my opinion. And I jacked this straight off rap from Rap Genius, so I didn't know this. All these are snippets from previous Nas songs. They're all from It Ain't Hard To Tell Unless Otherwise Noted. So Nas Is Like is in, is in the track It Ain't Hard To Tell. Life or Death is in the track It Ain't Hard To Tell. I'm a Rebel is from Street Dreams. My Poetry's Deep I Never Fell is from It Ain't Hard To Tell.
1: am like like a in To sneak. My poetry's deep. I never felt
0: not- half Man Half Amazing is from It Ain't Hard to Tell. The
1: earth, like a invasion. Nazis like the Half Man, half amazing.
0: No doubt it's possibly from It Was Written, uh, the album's intro. So he's made an iconic chorus to an iconic track from a collage of all his other tracks. What the fuck? That is just <laughs> fucking unbelievable, and I never knew it. Never knew that at all.
2: I think I like subconsciously knew it because I, I know, obviously know the song. It ain't hard to tell, and so you will have heard those lines time and time again without making the connection that he's sampling himself. That's and unreal. And then making a new chorus out of it. He's obviously got a very sampleable voice because, like, like Jay Z famous, famously sampled Nas on "Reasonable Doubt" album "Dead Presidents." It's
1: like
2: he's it, a quotable guy. Wow, you are up
0: again. I'm full of him today, ain't it? On fire. Planets in orbits, line them up with the stars, tarot cards, you can see the pharaoh Nars. Real quick one here, Alan, I don't know why, but these two lines really remind me of another Nas track, which is called Smoking, off the Godson album. Zoom, from outer space he comes, blunt in his mouth with a hand in his gun, bitches flapping their gums, do he clapping and shooting guys, Actor or a movie star, rapper revolutionized.
1: Zoom from out of space he comes, blunting his mouth with his hand on his gun, bitches flapping their gums, do he be clapping and shooting guys, actor or a movie star, rapper revolutionized.
0: They're just very extraterrestrial lines. And it kind of reminds me of a time when I was at school listening to the Godson album. So I think we were in year eight or year nine when the Godson album came out. And I remember listening to that album over and over and over again. And just those lines, planet, it's in orbit, just made me reach out to that thing. So I just, it just reminded me of a time in my life, which is why I wanted to share it. Nice. Back at it again. Mate, hey, have you picked any lines this week? <laughs> you picked the
2: track. <laughs> I didn't realize how hard you were going to go in on Nas.
0: <laughs> Let my cash invest in stock came a long way from blasting techs on block.
1: Let my cash invest in stock came a long way from blasting techs on blocks.
0: Two things. First, Incredible, right? Lupe, Nas, Chamillionaire, and most obviously Jay Z are all music artists that I know of. I'm sure there are more who have invested in companies and stocks to grow their wealth. Going back to my wire analogies, they basically achieved what Stringer Bell couldn't and to go clean but keep or increase their wealth because it's difficult. It's difficult coming from a gang and coming from selling drugs. Keeping your money clean, uh, turning your money to be clean, but also keeping it and then accelerating your wealth. Most people, if they want to get out of the drug game, have to go to a nine to five, basically earn less money, and you know that's it, job done. So they did what Stringer could never do, which I find incredible. Like it is, and they're real life. That's fantasy. Stringer Bell's fantasy, and they're real life examples of you know turning your life around. So I think incredible. But the reason why I think that they were so good is that they played in games within games within games you know when you're in a gang when you're selling drugs when you're selling when you're in a job all these things are games within games within games and all this shit has traps for you there's traps at every every level and it's why it's so important to be objective about who you are and where you may sit in the hierarchy of anything because it's only where you can objectively look at yourself from the outside can you say, right, I know where I sit in the environment that I'm sitting in. How do I get to the next spot? If you just go through things blindly, it's very hard to ascend in my opinion. That, and this is my opinion. I don't necessarily think that I'm right or wrong. This is my opinion on the thing. And then the second one, the second thing I wanted to bring up was that Those artists that I mentioned are and have been such good investors because of their resiliency due to some of the things that they've had to witness, uh, experience, and being able to pick yourself up from failures. That's what all these, like, you know, all great people are able to fail, 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 fail again, fail again, and fail again until until they've got better. There's another population or type of human, shall I say more specifically, that are really, really good investors, Alan. Do you care to take a guess? no <laughs> it's women women are better investors like categorically better investors than men they're better at researching they're better at adopting a better risk to benefits behavior profile and they're able to multitask and they go through so many things that they're in a way that they're so, they don't seem to be care about too much about investing so what i mean is males tend to be like right we, try to, we tend to get into a very trading mentality and we try to like go right this is the hot thing crypto this or crypto that or whatever and women don't don't get obsessive about it at all they'd never really have almost almost like i've done my work i've done my homework and they kind of have a set and forget mentality and i just think incredible i i think you know if you're not if you're a rap star great great way to be a, a like congratulations on building wealth and you know invest in money if you're not a rap star then ask a woman to invest your money for you you probably do really well out of it
2: <laughs> you know it's funny you talk about coming a long way from blasting tax on blocks when i was looking doing research for the episode and obviously i know that Nas is from queensbridge i mentioned before and and mob deep and like I knew that's obviously a place in Queens, New York. I didn't know exactly what it referred to. It's a it's a housing development area. So, like, I don't know what it's like nowadays. It's probably gentrified, but at the time, it's a poor housing area. And on the Wikipedia page for it, there's a section called Notable People, and you've got obviously you've got Nas, and you've got Mob Deep, and you've got MC Shan, and Marley Marl. You've got NBA players. All these people that have just come from. A really difficult area and just made the most and it just shows you what talent there is in in every population it's just inspiring stuff
0: facts man 100 who's next
2: i'm up but what's it all worth can't take it with you under this earth rich men died and tried but none of it worked they just robbed your grave i'd rather be alive and paid before my number's called history's made
1: but what's it all worth can't take you with you under this earth rich men died and tried but none of it worked they just rob your grave i'd rather be alive and paid before my numbers call history's made
0: i've got a hundred percent snap on you other than Ab- the last line
2: absolute bars,
0: bars. bars.
2: just incredible I'm, I'm sure i've mentioned this line on previous episodes in reference to other songs and other lyrics can't take it with you under this earth it's just it's just so it's brilliant Like you, you can spend your life acquiring stuff, money, possessions, whatever, hoard it all to yourself and then you die and you can't take it with you, which is, is likely a reference to the Egyptian pharaohs. There's a, a lot of like references to pharaohs and Egyptians throughout this album and they literally tried to take their riches with them. Like They were buried with their treasure in these monumental tombs, you know, the pyramids. But where is that stuff now? It's in the British Museum or or like, you know, wherever else it ended up after their their graves literally got robbed. And that wealth is gone in the end. And what was it worth? Like, what did it do for you emotionally or spiritually or whatever you want to call it? Would you have been better off using your accumulated wealth to help the people around you? Or would you have been better off pursuing something more meaningful like making history before my number's called, history is made? Like, Nas is part of hip-hop history. He's part of American history. He's part of music history. And that's got to be more valuable than any amount of gold or possessions that you could accumulate. And that's kind of what he's saying here, isn't it? It's like, before I die, I'm, I'm going to make history and everything else is immaterial. It's just great bars, man. Such great advice.
0: Facts, man. Agree with everything that you said. And you pretty much took the majority of my take. Away from me, but there were some extra things that I wanted to add, and I'm glad that we snapped on it. Was I get you with the Pharaoh lines and the the Egyptian theme, but the the following lines did hit me in a different way, right? So rich men died and tried, but none of it worked. They just rob your grave. I don't know if you've seen the film, but it's got a very the good, the bad, the ugly vibe to it because that film is about people um the gold that's stolen from an individual who tried to steal it for himself got murdered so he couldn't he stole the gold got murdered and then two individuals clint eastwood and the 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 bad or the ugly join up and agree to go half on the the gold and the gold is actually in a grave it's in a grave marked unknown but one of them knows where the graveyard site is but doesn't know what grave it is. And the other person knows what grave it is, but doesn't know what the graveyard site is. And it's like an incredible story. So like, it, it you know, it's a, it's a, what's it? It's a critic a classic, that film. And it's an unbelievable film in some respects. And then I'd rather be alive and get paid. Don't you think has a very Eric B and Rakim paid in full vibe to it as well, if you look at that line? So it's just yeah. like, there's a lot of things going on there that I'm like, it's, it might be a reach, but I just loved it. It made me think that way. So just bars.
2: Love it. You're up next.
0: It's a dirty game. Is any man worthy of fame? Much success to you, even if you wish me the opposite. Sooner or later, we'll all see who the profit is.
1: It's a dirty game. Is any man worthy of fame? Much success to you, even if you wish me the opposite. Sooner or later, we'll all see who the profit is.
2: 50% snap there. Uh, just another
0: one with the whole reaching thing. Again, Clint Eastwood, it's a dirty game. Dirty Harry. I, I just like, nice. you know, once I saw it, I couldn't get it out. I was just like, is this a, are there are loads of Clint Eastwood references here. Is not uh, a secret Western <laughs> watcher? I, I don't know. It's a secret Clint Eastwood fan. I don't know, right? I don't know if I read it or not. But, Alan, the final two lines, and I'm almost certain that there are more tracks out there and other tracks out there. But for now, right now in the bars, rhymes and life sort of catalogue and history of the podcast, this might be the best two lines towards the build-up of a chorus for me. You know, when 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 it cuts, you know, sooner or later we'll all see who the prophet is. It just cuts and the chorus primo jumps in and it's just fire. Like, I'm like, oh, it's just unbelievable. Now, like, I personally believe it's better than um, NAS is the letter it's spelled. I feel like these two... Uh, lines much success to you even if you wish me the opposite sooner or later we're all going to see who the profit is it's just like just do a full stop period bang let's go into that chorus just love it 100 percent
2: agree i um yeah the first thing i've said is this is one of my favorite lines of the track and one of my favorite nasty lines just full stop it's just always always hits so well it's like a short punchy track but the sentiment is is brilliant like I'm going to wish you well, even if you can't do the same for me. And, and the idea, like we talked earlier about harboring anger or hatred for anyone, it kind of only hurts you. You know, the other person doesn't know about it. You're focusing all your energy on hating them instead of focusing your energy on bettering yourself. And then Nazi's is like, Nazi's is like, pun not intended. The, the Naz is saying, like, I wish you all the best. I'm going to focus on me. And I know if I focus on me, the best will come of that. And, and it's just, he puts it so cleanly. Like, I can't put it any cleanly that he said. And I remember from, like, I don't know, like, the first time I heard this song, this line is what what hit me sooner or later. Will or see The prophet is, Nazis like, like he said, hits perfectly. Bars, what a trap. I'm up again. I'm a poor man's dream, a thug poet. Live it and I write it down and I watch it blow up. Y'all know what I'm like. You play it in your system every night.
1: I'm the feeling of a millionaire spending a hundred grand. I'm a poor man's dream. A thug poet. Live it and I write it down and I watch it blow up. Y'all know what I'm like. You play it in your system every night. Man.
2: I said it at the start, like Nas is a great writer. And I think he's right to call himself a poet. And I'm sure we'll cover more Nas tracks in the future. But you listen to any of his songs and, and you can... You can just immediately see like he has a way with words, he's a great storyteller. And and like I said before, despite coming from an like an obviously difficult environment, he's turned those stories and those poems into his success. Like he, I I write it down and then watch it blow up. And it is a poor man's dream and, and it's just it's it's something to aspire to when you when you're in his position. Great way to finish a track and just yeah. Incredible bars, incredible track. Unbelievable. It it I don't know
0: why, but you just reminded me, I think it is A Little Death Lupe, where he says, We should have been poets. It's like I'm a poor man's dream, a thug poets. Like uh, there is some elements there of we should be considered poets.
2: Yeah. And, I'm like, and you said at the time on that episode, you are a poet.
0: Yeah, like i d do, I don't maybe these guys but I don't know. It's a very odd thing because we just have this perce- per- perception that these guys are incredible worthsmiths, and if someone said to me, "I'm a rapper," oh uh, Abby, you're a rapper, yeah, I'd be like, "Oh man, what a compliment!" And if someone said to me, "No, no, Abby, you're a poet," I'd be like, oh, "Are you trying to diss me?" I like I've got it, I've got it <laughs> the wrong way. I feel like I've got it the wrong way round because I think these guys want to be considered poets as opposed to just rappers, but. I just find it really interesting. I find it really it's
2: interesting. Like, it's it's the kind of the the class element of poetry being considered highbrow kind of literature kind of stuff, whereas rap is doesn't get that kind of respect because it comes from the streets. But that's why he says I'm a thug poet. So like, we're doing we're doing poetry, are we? Fire, man!
0: It's an unbelievable track. I'm so glad you picked it, and I had so much fun with this episode this week. So thanks, man. I appreciate it. Nothing but love to Nas, nothing but love to all of Nas's fans, nothing but love to all the BRL listeners out there, nothing but love to you, Alan. One.
1: Peace.